is passionate about cars with Steve Kennard, teaching drivers how to survive the world of modern motoring and imparting wisdom to the next generation of motor technicians. I'm not a great lover of the French, never really have been, but I, I do like the way that they tend to sort of get behind each other. You know, if, if they sort of feel, you know, when they have their strikes, I'm, I'm not a union man by any means, like, you know, and... Uh, but, but when, when they sort of, if they don't agree with something that's been imposed on them, they will get up and fight for it. Whereas over here, every time, you know, tonight I go down the pub, have a drink with my mates, like, you know, and, and we'll be standing at the bar and we'll be having various conversations about, ah, oh, the police doing this or problems with that, the traffic on the seafront, yeah. problem here, about that baby pee. Yeah. All those sort of issues, we'll be talking about it. And we'll all be having a rant and a rave and, and we're no different to like thousands and thousands of other blokes women standing in pubs having the same conversations all having a moan about this and that but actually not getting together to do something because if if all that effort think about it all that effort was put together then we could actually make quite a few changes but for that to happen you've got to have like a high profile figure that can get the publicity that can get it out there and actually get people sitting up let's say you were able to commandeer the front page of the news of the world for sunday about an issue that's really bugged you you know like a, a real relevant issue whether it is about motorist persecution because that you know obviously we're in motor trade and that that is a big thing for us and, and, and we are persecuted, so, so if, if let's say you was to have something like that, I know we've got Jeremy Clarkson, right, you know, and, yeah. um, but if you were to do that, then it would really perhaps open the floodgates because all of a sudden people are going to be thinking, yeah, I agree with what he's saying, that, that is wrong, you know, we're being stiff, we're being like ripped off for this and that, and, uh, and if you just put on there, you know, Register your complaint on uh, this website or that website or, you know, send a letter in, you know. I, I know there's various petitions you can get onto. I've done it. Mm. Government petitions. Mm. But, you know, hey, who, who sort of seems to be listening to that? But you need to be able to keep the momentum going. Eventually, things will get changed to local character. Yeah, I've seen him around. He's a very yeah. interesting-looking character. Yeah, I'm with Steve Kennard. We've just been having a long conversation, haven't we, about mm. the police? Mm. Uh, what's the word? Absolutely. Motorist motorist, yeah, the motorist is severely persecuted in this country. Uh, you know, the, another bit of publicity thing that's been just over the last week or so about the charges on the bridge, on the M25. Uh, which one? Uh, the, up the at Dartford? the Dartford Crossing. Well, what, have they been doubled or something? Oh, I don't God, really? When, when it was first built... The charges were only in force, they said, for a certain period of time to cover the cost of the bridge, mm. they said. Well, at the moment, they were listening to the statistics, and the statistics then were something like, difficult to quote the figures, but it was something like £70 million a year raised on the bridge from the crossing, mm. of which £20 million goes to the upkeep. In my books, that leaves a £50 million surplus. Where is it? What's it doing? What are they using? What are they using 50 million for? Where's it going? It's being siphoned off like everything else that they get from the motorist. Road tax. In this country we have, and, and I think we've mentioned this before on a previous podcast, you know, without harping on and going back, 
But is the this amount becoming of a money, political show, Steve? It, yeah, it, I should guess rename it this to the, to the <laughs> motoring politics now or something like that. Or yeah, I, I, I mean, you know, all, all these issues, it, it's, it's very relevant with a lot of people. You know, there's a lot of motorists in this country. And, and, of, course, and of course, it's like, you know, we, we really, uh, because we work within the motor trade, you know, the, the car is a, it's a centre of our lives sort of thing. You know, we work with them all the time, so we see all the different issues. And, and to, to actually see the way the motorists have been persecuted, uh, as I was saying earlier on about, uh, you know, all these police on the seafront, at least 10 police down on the seafront this week, stopping motorists, causing uh, havoc and, uh, and creating umpteen near misses, but all in the name of, well, what, what do they call it? It's, it's a safety campaign. Yeah, it's great that, you know, safety campaign. Brilliant. What they ought to just say is like, the coffers are nearly dry, we need some more money, get out there and persecute the motorists again. That's actually what they're doing. It's like, you know, let's go and raise some more revenue. And talking about motorists, mm. what's been happening in the garage recently? What's been happening? Uh, well, been a bit quiet, a bit, bit, bit bitty recently? A little bit bitty, yeah. You know, like, like everything, everyone's feeling a pinch all round. We've been still managing to keep going, keeping the books full, but it's a lot harder and, and we're noticing people are perhaps cutting back on uh, certain parts. We're getting more people asking, can we track down second-hand parts? You know, which uh, is fine, you know, it's, it's up to them. We can only advise them and certain things when asked for second-hand parts, we'll sort of say to them, yeah, fine, we can do that or we wouldn't advise it. You know, not a second-hand whatever this particular part may be. It depends yeah. what the part is. The uh, what's that we got going? That's, uh, is that the Nissan or the Audi? No, no, no. That sounds like just just an MOT. Says oh, just being warmed up. It's around the corner, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. we well, MOT says the car has to be warmed. The cat has to be up to temperature for the cat to be working efficiently. Otherwise, we'll get false readings on the um, emissions test. Where was I? Long gone. What was we doing? In the mm. name of, and I said, um, what's been happening? And then you said, oh, it's been bitty. Bitty. And um, people have been getting, ordering second hand parts. That's where we got to. I see. Yeah. Um, and also, like, servicing, people have been uh, holding back a bit on servicing, you know, sort of routine maintenance. Obviously, you know, everyone's feeling the pinch. It's as simple as that. And without getting political again, the, the banks are, <laughs> are holding on to the 2% that was given to them. Um, Not all of them passed it on yet? No. No, no, no. Think about it, you know, if they can hold on another month, how many billions will that put in their coffers that they can rake off the man in the street instead of passing it on? Because it should have been passed on straight away. Keep the economy moving, you know, but that's a government issue. i tell you what, this, this man on the street is going to get so pissed off. I saw him the week, actually. <laughs> yeah. really pissed off. Well, I mean, wouldn't you? With all this on your shoulders at the moment, like, you know, it's, it's a wonder he can still walk. I mean, there's a man on the street, then there's the rest of yeah. us. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, I mean, it is just such a burden to carry at the minute. But no, I mean, we're still going in the garage. Still got lots of things, lots of problems. The usual run of Rover head gaskets, you know. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, yeah, I mean, you know, if you were as a Rover specialist, I don't think you'd ever be out of work, you know. You'd be doing egg, gas- egg gasket after egg gasket. We had a is, is that the sort of beans on toast for the for, you know, motor technician? Is that the sort of standard? Yeah, K-Series K Rover engines, you know. I mean, K-Series, Rover engine equals overheating, head gaskets, head problems. And we, we've just done one for a guy, Land Rover Freelander, 1800 with a K-Series, overheated. Mind you, I've got to say, the vehicle has done uh, about 125,000 miles, so he's had some good service from it. Uh, he's probably had about four egg gaskets in that, but, but you know, the motor's 
still going. Um, we've just given it another lease of life. I saw that uh, Toyota video you mentioned last time where they tried to destroy the Toyota. You've seen it? On um, Top Gear. Fantastic, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, on boots, aren't Yeah, they? and you see it in the show there. Yeah. Like, you know, it sort of hangs up yeah. suspended from their ceiling in the studio. Yeah. It, it still goes, doesn't it? Oh, it does. <laughs> It's quite amazing, really. You know the the amount of the amount of stick that that vehicle took. I guess it's just a testament. You know they are tough as old boots. Yeah. Uh, are they safe though? Do you think? Is there a difference between safe and tough? Like, mm. Is it a case of you could drive a Volvo through a wall, <coughs> and the Volvo would be a bit bent and you'd be okay? You could drive a Toyota Hilux through a wall, it wouldn't bend, but you'd be dead. Well, there, there is that. You know, uh, what, what do we call it? Kinetic energy, isn't it? It's on the TV at the moment. Um, one, one of the campaigns about the seatbelts, yeah. where you know, uh, if you have an impact 30 mile an hour, whilst the car might stop 30 mile an hour, damage to the front end, airbag goes off without a seatbelt, you continue to move, and everything else in the vehicle moves at 30 mile an hour. If you're on something and you stop that dead, let's say, take a sled. If you was to sort of like go down a hill at a certain speed on that sled, sat on that sled, or, or perch anything on that sled. If all of a sudden you stop that sled dead, whatever's on there will continue moving at the same speed. You know, that's the thing they, they're, they're sort of getting across, and it? it's no different with your internal organs, which is why you need to have the seatbelt to stop your momentum. I mean, I don't know that the seatbelt's going to hold your lungs and everything back in place, you know, because they're, they're still floating around inside your bodies. So, so yeah, I, I suppose in a lot of respects, it is quite relevant to have the seatbelt, but the seatbelt won't stop your internals no. they're, they're still going to come forward and hit your rib cage mm. the seatbelt will stop you hitting something I don't know uh, I'm, I'm no uh, I'm not need, a medic. as well as um, this is Andy's invention now, as well as uh, an airbag mm-hmm. you need a special fluid that suddenly fills the driver's compartment that permeates every single cavity in your body <laughs> holding yeah. all the organs in place and then immediately drains away again after the impact yeah absolutely you know and in that you drown <laughs> well, no, it's so quick that it's just gone out again. Literally, a second later. <clears throat> so, what have we got here? We've got a, a, a big Nissan. What's what's wrong with the Nissan? This big four x four jobby. Um, that was just in for a rear door handle broken. Uh, oh, right. Couldn't couldn't get in the rear door, so we just had to get in there and fix that. Suzuki's here for a seized engine. Oh um, wow! Does that mean they've been putting oil in? It was, that's an M25 job, that one. What's, on a, what's an M25 job? Well, I was driving on the M25, uh, didn't check the levels, just run it out of oil, seized up on the M25, and actually cost them £350 to get taken off the M25 and recover back here, because they weren't in the AA or anything like that. Uh, the engine seized solid, but the age of the vehicle, it's real borderline as to whether it's worth doing because it's only going to be a second-hand engine if you can find one. But it's all down to cost-effectiveness now. Uh, I mean, if you look at that vehicle, that is, what's that, 93? It says 15 years old. You know, what's it worth? I know it's in good condition, but, you know, realistically, what's it worth? Six, £700 maximum. Uh, it could cost more than that to put it right. So it's all down to feasibilities. Uh, the little Fiesta's just been MOT repairs. That one's done, ready to go. The um, Audi has into brakes. Been to the dealer, given the uh, owners a huge fright at the dealers on the cost. So uh, we've done that at a fraction of the cost, so save a lot of money for them. The uh, Astra we got down there is for a head gasket. That one's overheated. The Fiesta, again, is MOT repairs. Camper's MOT repairs. A lot of welding on that. We've got Volkswagen Golf overheating. Got a uh, Renault Laguna there that's got a gearbox issue. It's an automatic. Um, right, lots of bits and bobs. Uh, you, yeah, I mean, it's, there's still plenty of work around, but it is it is more bitty now than it has been 
in, in past months, you know. But if you have a good reputation, you know, you should be able to like weather the storm. So it, it's about looking after your customers and, and realising that, that they're struggling, everybody's struggling. So we're, we're watching the pennies for them and trying to do the job at the right price for them. Mm. And, uh, and, and also advising them whether they could actually put off doing work. You know, in some cases we'll get a car come in and, and we'll sort of say to them, well, you know, do you really want to be spending that at this stage? It's yeah. very honest of you, Steve. You have to be. Mm. You know, it's, it's, it's really, I mean, that's how it's always been over the years. That's how we build it up. Uh, that's my philosophy. There's too many rip-off garages out there. Mm. The trade has had a bad reputation. Mm. Fortunately, you know, there, there's, um, there's lots of things in place now which are, are regulating the garages a lot more which can only be good news for people really and good news for the trade ultimately you know I mean if let's face it if, if you're good at your job and you're honest with people then you're still going to be doing that job next year the year after the year after that go back 20 years 30 years and motor trade with a huge reputation you know uh, and you'd be getting people like they would be ripping people off left, right and centre, they'd be closing the doors, opening up again under a different name and mm. a year later going skint again, like, you know, and, you know, that's how it worked. Mm. And, uh, and and consequently, you know, the trade had a bad name, but fortunately that's, that's been cleaned up considerably. So, yeah, we like to think we're one of the good guys. So here we are, end of November. Any particular tips uh, motorists should be uh, given this time of year, Steve? Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, at the moment, we're doing a free, free winter check. It's just a 20-point winter check. Tyres, you need to make sure your tyres. Um, you know, the legal limit is 1.6 mil. But, you know, if, if you were to do a test, and I have carried out various tests, if you was to do a, um, like, an emergency stop test on a car um, that's got 1.6 mil legal requirement and on a car that's got something like two and a half mil on the tyre or two mil uh, you know I think it's two and a half mil or two mil is is the uh, European minimum over here as is a little bit less which I find a little bit bizarre seeing as we're all part of the same market but if you were to do an emergency stop test on a couple of vehicles identical vehicles identical weight same speed one with 1.6 mil and one with say two and a half mil then uh, the stopping distances would be a little bit different you know and let's face it if if you manage to stop two or three foot quicker than uh, the next car that's two or three foot can make the difference between you surviving or not Uh, or must it be a hit surviving or not Absolutely. Um, so, so you've got to make sure your tyres. Uh, we, we say to customers, you know, once you get down to about two and a half mil, you really need to be thinking about changing them. Tyre pressures. You've got to make sure tyre pressures are are good. You know, again for uh, fuel efficiency as well as grip on the road uh, and the longevity of the the tyres. Yeah. Uh, lights. You need to make sure lights nowadays this time of year. Screen wash. Make sure you've got screen wash, not just plain water. This weekend's forecast to be extremely cold, so it's no good having water in the bottle. It's going to freeze up as soon as you hit the screen or even freeze up in the pipe uh, because it's got uh, no antifreeze in it because the, the various uh, screen wash that, that's used nowadays has got an antifreeze. Yeah. Checking oil, you know, check the levels. Um, door locks, good idea this time of year little spray of WD in the door locks because you get a bit of moisture in them once it starts to get a little bit cold the moisture is going to freeze yeah. freeze up your door locks so you come out in the morning freezing cold can't get in the car because the door locks frozen I know a lot have got remotes now but 
for those that haven't got remotes, a little spray once a month in the door lock, WD-40, the WD will chase the moisture is, is out. Is that stuff that you get for bikes, the same stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's WD-40, it's, it's a multi-purpose sort yeah. of easing oil, uh, but it's also a, a moisture dispersant, yeah. so if you spray it in a lock that's got moisture in, it will actually like, you know, sort of disperse the moisture, and it won't freeze up like water will. I mean, water has got a, you know, a sort of the freezing point, whereas the oil, or WD-40, will take an awful lot colder to, to freeze WD-40, so. Um, how much is a 20-point winter check? Nothing. You're doing it free? It's a free winter check. That's, that's what we're doing for our customers, and anyone else, actually. I mean, there's notes up on the outside of the garage. There's nothing to stop somebody coming down the road. Oh, you advertise a free winter check. Fine, pop it in, we'll do it. Nothing. Gratis, free. I'm in for that. <laughs> you can have it. Get, get your car booked no, in. I'll bring the tank down. Yeah, we'll, we'll do that. we do anything. You know, you name it. Tanks. Well, what's your back, Steve? We're going to be Volvos. Over, we're being reversed over there. Yeah, yeah. Volvos, you know. Oh, well, it's the same Steve. thing, isn't it? Tanks and Volvos. We'll be talking for about an hour. <coughs> Thanks for talking to us. Definitely a good offer, that, with the uh, 20-point window check. Yeah, get it done. Get the car checked out for winter. Make sure you're ready for winter so that uh, the car doesn't let you down and you don't face things like the Suzuki with a seized engine because they didn't check the oil. Yeah, I don't check my oil as much as I should do, really, but uh, never mind. Steve Kennard from First Class Garage in Kemptown, Brighton, UK. Thank you very much indeed. Okay, cheers, Andy. Thanks for listening to Passionate About Cars. Passionate About Cars is brought to you by First Class Garage at www.1stclassgarage.co.uk.